We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, this is True Faith Radio Podcast. I'm Alex Hurst, currently by myself because the other lads are once again outrageously late for doing this. Uh, ben, Ben Wade and Simon Campbell will be joining me very, very shortly. So before they get here, I thought I'd fill you in a little bit about what we're going to talk about on the show. And the weekend we had, uh, May, Ben and Green Street, Green Street doesn't do the, the podcast very often, uh, drove down to Liverpool Saturday afternoon, uh, went down early doors about nine o'clock, um, got to Liverpool, parked the car in the Glamour Pit pub, which unfortunately since our last trip to uh, Liverpool for the Everton away game had sadly closed down. The writing was on the wall, uh, not just because the, the pub itself was called to the Glamour Pit, but also because when we got to the Glamour Pit last time before Everton, um, the only served calling <laughs> on draft. All the other beers, all the other drafts, all the, you know, the fridges, just calling. So the writing was on the wall. Uh, one positive free parking as a result, uh, so that was good. No one had got the car, unfortunately, but, but it survived. Um, so yeah, went to Liverpool, uh, so we'll touch on that today. Uh, ben was there, I'll get his thoughts, i get Sai's thoughts as well on a few things. Uh, we'll have a look ahead to, quite frankly, a stupidly big game, yet again, against Crystal Palace. I'm already ridiculously nervous about it. It's bloody wonder. I wish we had a game midweek or something. I wish we were still in the Europa League just to get through it, get through this week without having to think about this Crystal Palace game and beyond. Um Follow us on Twitter at TFWeeklyPod, uh, iTunes. You can find us SoundCloud as well. Give us a follow there. I would appreciate everyone that's left us reviews. It's, it's really, really helpful for getting the podcast out there. So, cheers for everyone who does that. Um, yeah, no radio show on Friday. Sorry about that. We'll be back on Friday live, seven o'clock. Radio Northumberland. Get in touch through Twitter at TFWeeklyPod. <clears throat> that's why we do it basically to have digital patter with people. Um, we couldn't do it last Friday. Uh, we'll get it done this week. Sunny Castle since we're good. Since we recorded last, drew 1-1 with Manchester City. Here's fucking Sai. Hope it's Sai. 25, 25, four minutes late. Been, been, been sat here 45 minutes. Is that Ben? He says he's fucking coming. We're recording. All right, hello. Hello. But, uh, honestly, honestly, I'd love to know why he's late. Anyway, yeah, since we last recorded, we've got a massive draw against Man City. Uh, one apiece, and then we've got another spectacular point. Against, I've just seen it, sorry. Uh, against uh, a very good Liverpool team. Um, Sai, since you're here, I'll start with you. Happy with the two points from those three games, or do you, do you think we needed at least three? 
Uh, it's funny, isn't it? Because before watching Sunderland yesterday, you probably would think, you know what, two points, that's that's all right, we can take that. Win another two, maybe he's getting another draw, I'll see we're all right. But watching Tot- uh, Arsenal just gift, <laughs> gift Sunderland one point, nearly three, just by not really trying to win a football match. And then you realise that from the Magnum's remaining games, like, it's, I don't know, we were saying before Man City and Liverpool and before Swansea, I suppose, we need four wins from six. We've got three games left, we've won one and two draws. So I think we've made it hard for ourselves and I really think we need three more wins. So yes, two good points, but really beforehand you would have preferred to have three, just won one of them and maybe lost the other. Yeah, I, I disagree slightly. Um, I didn't think it was four from six. So, you know, naturally I'm going to be more satisfied than you because I didn't think we needed four from six. I think we possibly oh, needed... We need seven points. I needed three draws. I thought, I thought we needed... You know, three, um, three wins and a, and a couple of draws. So only talking, we're only talking about talking one point, yeah. one point out here. We'll talk more about the Sun and Arsenal game specific, specifically later because it was such an odd game. But I think at this stage of the season, and Benitez talks about confidence so much that not losing both games. I I know obviously <laughs> points wise, beating City, losing to Liverpool, Aiders would have been better, but. Not losing both games is also a massive coup for this side, which is you know so low on confidence over the past what two and a half seasons, two and a half calendar years of just losing football matches nonstop. To go to Liverpool, get a point, uh, to to play Man City in Liverpool. And this is, I mean, we're getting into to the later bit now, but he's not fucking here anyway, Ben. So I don't care. Um, we played Liverpool and we played Man City, and Man City and Liverpool were both very good. They're both on excellent runs. They're both playing really good football, and both you know both sets of fans are happy. You know, Man, Man City just beat Chelsea three 0 just beat Stoke four uh, nil. Real Madrid, you know, beat um, whoever they're beating the champ- PSG in the Champions League. Yeah. Their only little blip is drawing at Newcastle. Liverpool were about, I think, to score four goals in a row for the first time in stupid amount of years since the eighties or something. Um, like Dortmund smashed Stoke, smashed uh, Everton. You know. Uh, Villarreal on Thursday, Europa League, only blip, drawn with Newcastle United. So for us to take points out of those games compared to the Sunderland game, which was basically Arsenal laying down and just saying, here you go, lads, have a smash. Like, just just absolutely... <laughs> like just, just absolutely... Sunderland should have won that game for and Arsenal was that poor. Yeah. They were, you know, Man City and Liverpool weren't lethargic. They weren't listless. The, 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 the Arsenal players just didn't seem to run. Yeah. They didn't seem to run or break into a sprint. But so anyway, I'll come back to you. You, you know, are you happy with the as, as the games went? Do you think a point was a good return from each game, or did you think that maybe we deserved more? I thought well, from Liverpool, given where we were at half time, a point was a miracle. Really, it was, I mean, we weren't we weren't as bad as we have been. Did you watch the match, by the way? Did yeah. you? Yeah, did you see yeah. the whole game now. Yeah. We weren't as bad as we have been. We had a couple of bits of possession, a few chances, and we wasn't really falling for it. It wasn't like, I don't know, like Southampton away, where we just had no possession, no shots, no anything. <laughs> we're in the game, and to be 2 not I mean, obviously the first goal was just a farce, but... Um, it wasn't a free kick, by the way. I'm not saying that, the, that after that is That's not an excuse. I mean, the Lallana goal, you'd let them off, which is a decent goal. Like, yeah. You cannot save it, just not... No, well, it's really at fault. Do you think that some people are saying a, a top quality keeper would have done better on both goals? What do you think? I think that's harsh. harsh I think it's harsh, but yeah. I think 
Lallana's yeah. goal it's on the top corner he's not smashed it <laughs> no it's a bit, it is a good good goal though, but again I mean I'll talk about Dunn later I mean we stood off him he's, he's been given a lot of time to take his shot there he's got three yeah. seconds to stop look and just hit it you know it's not the keeper's fault there um, nonetheless you know the comeback was excellent would fully deserve to get back in the game could have, could have nicked something here but he could have conceded four or five in the same same vein so you know point was a good result and as you say against a very good Liverpool team who definitely went you know they weren't laying down their season's not over they're still playing like they've got everything to play for in every game Klopp Klopp Jürgen Klopp was good at afterwards yeah good yeah. He's, uh, yeah. him later it was, it was poor it was poor from them really to, to let us back in it when they you know they literally could have had us dead and buried at half time um, the City game on the other hand I thought they did look like a team that weren't really that arsed I thought I mean yes we, we did very well I thought I thought we shut them down but really they didn't show much they scored a daft offside goal and that's the one where really if we look back if, if the disaster happens and we'll look back that's one way thing could have got three points there you know and yes they've got an offside goal I think the refs even the game out a bit because it was a definite pen Man City could have had oh, I disagree <laughs> uh, really we'll yeah. on. Well, I'll let you come back to that in a second yeah. um, and, and Genie's had the chance at the end there where you know, if he just puts that away or squares it one of the two but he, he dilly dallied over he turned and smashed it straight at Joe Hart in the chest that was the one for me that was the three points that we, we could have we would have been out in the relegation zone now and you know it's, I think that's the one we'll look back at and think that's where we could have got the extra points um, that said as you've, as you've rightly pointed out two draws and actually it's a mini run now you know um, a win in two draws three games to go two nice fixtures coming first and then the Tottenham game win both and then I guess we'll just see where we are come last day of the season if we need another win I reckon we can possibly do it because Leicester have won the league so I think even if Leicester hasn't won the league, we're, we could be Spurs the, on the, the last day. But more more on that later. Just quickly on Man City game. I disagree with you slightly that Man City went asked. I just think we played really, really well. Man City, when they've got all their big boys playing, you know, when they've got Joe Hart, Vincent Company, by the way, who's massive. Like, Man City's stats with company are outrageous. They basically win every single game he plays. Yeah. So with, with Hart and goal, company, um, De Bruyne, Aguero, Yaya Toure, that's like... That's the team that basically, if they'd been fit together at once yeah. all season, Man City would probably have won the league. So to keep them as quiet as we did, and I don't, I don't think Man City's game lacked intensity like Arsenal's did. I think they just couldn't get through it. They got frustrated. They were a little bit sloppy. But we forced that, and particularly Sissoko playing as well as he did, really kind of made them shit themselves. Yeah. So I think I think the point was a fair result. I don't think it was a penalty for Aguero. I think he did a Vardy. He realised that Mbemba was behind him, so he hoed his legs into Mbemba's legs and fell over, and the referee got it spot on. Um, wasn't even doubt though. That's a that decision is. You know what it is? No, no, I think I think the ref didn't give a pen because he, by that point he'd realised how bad the first goal. You know what? You know what the goal was? It was it was terrible by Aguero, one of the best players in the world. You're just standing off like what a what a waste of a good delivery that should have been like great ball in the box what are you standing offside for no I'm marking him if he'd been stood on side still would have scored during the linesman just watched him offside the whole and thought do I not understand something <laughs> here like, is it, he's doing something it's a wearer he must be doing something here that I don't understand and he just bottled it because he was off <laughs> he was offside from the start of the, yeah. the, the run up to the end of the run up and the whole time at no point did he enter an onside position? It was and just all absolutely... All the defence are stationary let's, in the line. Let's not forget as well, it, it's, it's one of these little things that doesn't get really picked up on. Um, and it's, you know, um, <laughs> Steve McLaren 
he, he did a lot of things wrong. <laughs> um, but we were one nil up at Man City earlier in the season um, at their place, playing really well. And well, I can't remember who scored, but someone scored to make a two 0 It was about five yards on side. Wasn't even like a decision close to being yeah, offside. Yeah. That would have been two 0 We've got done six one. Um, little things like that have just screwed over all season. Um, but that game, and so anyway, Man City and Liverpool. I thought both of them played well. Liverpool. I, I kind of wanted Ben was supposed to be here for this bit, but never mind. He's fucking thirty-five minutes late. Um, that's for a start, by the way. He should have been here before <laughs> half past eight. Um, ben was really down at half time, you know, because we. It was one of those things where it was we bought two tickets, me and Green Street, because obviously we're proper fans and we were going to go whatever. Ben didn't commit until we'd beaten Swansea. Um, so he, his ticket was separate, it was not far, but it was one that we're just going to squeeze in. Yeah. Our seats were literally on the end of a row with the steward on the end of it. <laughs> so we're still trying it. So so Ben came in and it was like three of us and it was just me stood in the aisle in the steward spot and he was like, tickets lads. <laughs> like, oh, really? Yeah, like as if we we're going to get away with it. I was like sent to Ben and Green Street, oh, what do you think was going to happen here? Like, surely you could have tried a little bit more coy, like stand somewhere else for five minutes, see if the steward's moving, just stand there in my seat so I've got nowhere to stand but anyway so Ben came across at half time and was just like fucking shit this it's a load of shite I wish I hadn't fucking come what a bunch of like you know how he gets um, he's not here to defend himself either so I'm going to make it worse than it should be but um, he was saying they're useless you know whatever and I was saying listen we've we've played alright like yes Liverpool deserves to be winning but you have to remember that in this kind of game and then against any top team possibly even on Saturday Benitez's game plan with this terrible team at his disposal is to get a half time in the game, get the sixty minutes in the game, and go from there. I absolutely furious after the first minute goal. Like, it's like, what the hell have you done last but again? Liverpool have been so Liverpool's chance create. I mean, Liverpool. Carl Dollar's made one save, one proper save, which Liverpool ended up having their offside goal from, which was correctly called offside. Great save. Mm-hmm. It looked better in real life than didn't tell you because it just. Joe Allen was so unmarked on the telly in the six-yard box, you were just like, this is a goal. Yeah. And they pull off the save, and then Firmino was offside. So for Liverpool to be... I mean, what did they have against... Um, Everton had something like 17 or 19 shots on target. Probably only had four or five shots on target against us, and we really did a good job of containing their midfield. As the game went on, Sturridge got deeper and deeper and deeper. At one point, he was practically playing in midfield, and what that, that must be so frustrating as a manager like Jürgen Klopp saying start getting the fucking box all defenders loving it yeah. absolutely brilliant get him out of my sight basically yeah. like <laughs> you can deal with him if he wants to go drop in the midfield because no one's taking his place yeah. um, we, we, we made Liverpool do that in the second half especially once the players got the goal back I mean Mignolet oh, thank god we deserved it as well because yeah, yeah, he threw yeah. one in for Sutherland earlier in the season so yeah. but that was that was crucial Townsend made a massive difference in that comeback because it, I think in the first half he was doing a lot of cutting back inside a lot of playing it back to the fullback and I think Benitez just said listen you fucking run get get at that fullback whatever I'm sorry I don't know his name the, oh it was Moreno wasn't it yeah it wasn't the, the lad um, get at that fullback get some balls in the box this bloke um, Benitez can't deal with crosses Um but yeah, Ben was very, very down at half time. I was thinking we've played all right here, and I was a bit positive, saying if we continue playing the same way we are, and we'll get the next goal, we've got a chance. And obviously, I was proved right. Um, do you think it was as much side Liverpool taking their foot off the gas, or do you think Benitez and the team came out and did enough differently to convince you that you know what we we forced this result, not them? I mean, we've done it every game since Benitez has joined. We've come out. <laughs> 
from behind in the second half pretty much every time nearly and improved our performance as the game's yeah. gone on um, you know it's no it's no like I, 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 it's quite obvious now that he's, he's having an impact and he's he's got a group of players that when this has happened in the past just totally gave up he, and he's got them to to realise that even 2-0 down isn't the end of a football match which under Steve McLaren even Steve McLaren's probably saying better look next week lads at half time it just seemed like that's what he was doing because we just came out and there's no like extra fight but um, he, do, he does the right things as you said he, he focuses on right where can we where can we get back into this game he doesn't just go right need need better he says right okay we'll, we'll get some pace down the wings he changes things around um, so no I don't, I don't think it was just Liverpool taking their foot off I think we generally deserve to get back in the game. I think that belief is definitely there like, across the squad. So, no, that's, that's <laughs> a dear question. Yeah, well, I, I don't know as an extension of that. I think what noticed me after the first couple of goals, and I try and do this a lot, it's a bit sad, every time we can see, I try and look at the reaction of certain players. So, for example... Papi Cisse is very good. Like you can see, he's, he's like, always yeah, he's always like, "How are lads? Fucking here he is." You're recording. Are we recording? No, I was. Oh, it's okay. No, Forty minutes late <laughs> for for starting. <laughs> um, so yeah, Benway has just joined away. Um, so yeah, anyway, you look, you look at them. You look, so Cisse is very good, and a lot of them, your Sissokos and your Perez, and particularly the attacking players, but. Also in the past, Colacini's not especially great at doing much after we concede. Whereas the lads on Sunday, particularly after the first goal, there was a lot of the four players were quite rightly like arms in the air, out going, "What the fuck was that, lad?" Which is what you want to see. They were like, mm-hmm. "What the f-? like?" Pissed, what have you done? Pissed off is yeah, in like yeah. how are lads? Because I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. It was Paul Dummett yet again, and I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be too negative at the moment. And he's, he's going to start the rest of the games, but. He was shit again on Saturday, and he cost for that first goal. It was his man? He had oh, storage yes, from the free we kick. We all know he's shitty shit, but he's the only thing close to a left back. Well, Mbappe's fit. Mbappe's fit. was on the bench. Yeah. But he's gonna he's gonna start. And he do, you know what he does? He does well early, so that's that's good. He, he provides some heights. But Liverpool hammered our left side. Absolutely hammered it. I mean, Perez got. One of the worst, one of the worst we'll players this season. Perez from having people in positions that they play, and I know Paul Dummett's not supposedly yeah. not a fullback, but at least he's a defender with a left foot. He, he was rubbish, and he's very, very limited. But I'm, I'm still pleased that he's in the team at the minute. There was a lot of times in late in the second half where I mean, I spent the whole. I mean, people listening can't see. It, I spent the whole of the second half doing this with me arm, like saying, "Get across to the left," because you could tell. Whatever position Liverpool had the ball, they were going to get it left. Was that, did you say that Ben Dodzy orchestrated the comeback with his, <laughs> with his arm signals? I, I knew something was going on. <laughs> get get across to the left, yeah. and I mean Perez just was an absolute farce. Of done, I, I, it's, it's harsh again being negative, it, it but just, no, it was a really brave call from Rafa to hold him off at half time because you know Perez seems to have been. I think he was that brave. Well, considering you know, his performance, it's, it's like totally like that's that's. The whole game against Man City and another half against Liverpool, where he's done absolutely not, and he's just—it's like having a minus player. Nothing. The ball, every attack breaks down with him. He just—he looks to do the wrong thing. His decision making is what's letting him down at the minute. He, he, go, he always goes the wrong way. So bringing Wijnaldum on, I thought he had a very good half actually. Wijnaldum for a change. Yeah. Coming off the bench, I, th- um, I thought I still think it's brave to bring off you know your, your Spanish golden boy. <laughs> um, so early. 
he was so bad, so bad against Man City as well. I mean, I was, I was getting, I was, I was, doing, I was doing what I hate, and I was kicking off at him on the first half, saying, "Get this!" About twenty-five minutes, said Get him off! Like, get this cut off! Like he's, he cannot play football. He doesn't know what he's doing. He looks, he just looks nagged. He, yeah. he just looks like he's forgotten how to play. He was constantly turning into players, which he'd have a bit of space and yeah. then That's run, run, in, run into a player. So he, he needs absolutely pied from the next starting lineup. I hope, I hope just, he comes just back. Just play him on the left. Yeah, but he could, where else is he going to play? <laughs> oh, well, no, no, but I'm just saying, like, it, he's wasted out on the left. He, yeah. mean, he shouldn't be playing in any other spot because Sissoko's yeah. been good in the in the middle and he, you're not going to put him on the right, but just, he, like, you're not giving him a fair crack of his whip playing on the left. I mean, so that was the change at half-time, Ben. I mean, I don't know if you agree. It was just, I've just explained to the listeners that I didn't stand with you for the uh, first half mm-hmm. um, and you were very, very, very down at half-time. Um, more so just because people are sat around <laughs> well explain just knobs <laughs> well, that's more of a, like a, a, another word to like what, explain why Did some, happy there's knobs. some little kid in front of us singing about going down to the championship like <laughs> that's really I good. just I, don't, I couldn't believe me he is was it Cowley uh, <laughs> some little blonde kid like I'm sure I've seen him before he's like <laughs> he's, me- he's like he's just mental like I, th- I think he's got like special needs well it's hard to say but like <laughs> Just like he's just mental, like just no, but it was just weird crack to be coming out with <laughs> during the game. Like I don't know what he was playing at. He was doing. What was he singing? He'd be more specific. We're yeah. going down to the championship or something like that. <laughs> that was really winding you up. That it you was. Surely he was the only kid making this. Noise. No, no, he doesn't. Obviously, he doesn't have special needs. Completely normal, but he's just, <laughs> he's just, just a prick. Get me head in. And then loads of people around us, like, we're getting beat 2-0 and they're, they're singing where's your famous atmosphere and all that no, crap. Who gives a shit about the fucking atmosphere? We're getting absolutely done on the pitch of pricks. And the more arsed about, like, getting, oh, like, weird bloody lads, get in. People are going to Liverpool away all strange. Every time I've been, it's just weird, weird behaviour from, like... I've all apart from the sense of you, the away sport was really good. Apart from, like, your individual... You weren't over my end. There were, no. oh, I didn't hear too much of people. the Liverpool slams or anything. There was like none that, of that. Yeah. There was very good, none of that. I think a couple of people tried to start it, and they just kind of got shouted down by yeah. Newcastle songs. and Shit, Paddock. Second half, I mean, it was a bit flat after 2-0, which you can understand, but mm-hmm. second half, the support was very... Well, I mean, scoring early was key. Obviously, everyone got right behind the team. It was just a massive of uh, Rafa Benitez. Was the whole stadium singing it? Uh, Some Liverpool fans joined them. I I didn't didn't hear that. There was they were singing the other Benitez song like at full time, like Rafa Raphael, but not our one. But I mean, Anfield was very flat. I don't know whether I'm just unlucky, but it's been unbelievably flat every single time I've been. But maybe it's because they're playing Newcastle and my shit, but. There was just no atmosphere at all. I mean, there wasn't. There wasn't anything riding on it either. But I'll, I'll take your point though. Like, it, you would expect at least five people to go and support the team. Why? Why are they yeah. bothering going and sitting down? Like, it was just ridiculous. They're smashing teams left, right, and centre as we've seen before. Though, you know, They're the very crazy, team. Crazy team. Oh, like, right. I'd swap places with them. Um, so Ben would have been sat me inside talk through it before, but you can put your opinion in. Do you think it was Liverpool stepping off the gas, or do you think we came out more like? Nah, I think we took it to them. Okay, I mean it was very much the same as the City game. I thought we looked to control the ball, like the midfield again. Tiote and Callback, I thought were brilliant. Um, and Sissoko was having a big impact. I thought he every time he was getting on the ball, he looked dangerous, just bullying people. Like there, I think. Um, uh, to, be, to be honest, I think they if Lallana had stayed on because he was getting a lot of joy down the, the right. Left. When they, uh, sorry, well, yeah. their right, uh, our yeah. left. 
Um, like he was killing Dummett. I think if he'd have stayed on, like they probably would have nicked nicked the winner maybe. But I think it was more. It was a fair result in the end. I think we. I mean, he says chance where he's gone round Minyale, just put it in the net. So I'm like, what are you playing at? Just pissing about, and then t- uh, Townsend fucking blaring it over the ball. But um, I thought defensively again, like other than the, the two. Well, I would say the one mistake for the first goal. We looked solid again. Lascelles brilliant. Anita, I thought solid. Um, and I thought Dollar played kind of really good game as well. <laughs> like five minutes in, uh, into the game, TF Facebook was going mental. He's just another Stephen Taylor at Lascelles. Like really, <laughs> really, really harsh. He's He's just this what I really like about him. He's just what's, decisive and he what's doesn't, doesn't about mess him about. Is, is he should have been, you know, Playing building into the team before now instead of being hoiding for the last ten games out of desperation. If we'd, if we'd eased him in properly, right, he'd be he, a hell of a player by now. He was shit against Evan and Bournemouth just to defend the people who didn't play him because he was terrible. He's much oh, better now. Don't get us wrong. Watford as well. Uh, yeah, he's much better now. So that's you know. But he, it wasn't like he, he he did he has played earlier this season. It wasn't like everyone was like fucking hell. He's a good player. It was like he's just as bad as, as the rest of them. But he's he's clearly uh, relishing the running the team and yeah. the. Most you know the senior stages he's picked up, even though he's a young young lad, still hardly played any Premier League football. And like Ben says, it's just really good that he just fucking heads it out of play oh, and does yeah. stuff like that. When I mean, he's got good aggression as well. Like it just goes and takes people out. Like, we're going to be. I'm going to talk about it now. We're playing Palace this weekend, and and who do you worry about? I'm going to go into that. Um, but you know, the cells against Conor Wickham, he's not going to get bodies. He's not. Whereas if Cortina was playing or Mbembe, you're thinking. You know what's going to go down here, but before I start, sorry, but what I'm worried about is um, Papi Cissé seems to get a lot of stick from the away end, social media, Richie Smith. Like, are you going to stick up from, or do you think dropping from it, Rich? No, no, like you, I'll, I'll always say start Cissé for for two reasons. First of all, I like Cissé. I think yeah. he's good. I think he offers a lot, and. Yes, he misses chances, and yes, um, he doesn't really miss that many. Like he I mean, does miss against, he just scored against Norwich, and the one against Liverpool wasn't really like he should. He should have done better, but it was hardly like it was hardly like you know he was in front of goal and missed. He scored the one big chance he got, yeah, which he exactly, had to score. Exactly. He scored, but he's he's always in a position to score three or four times in a game. Whereas yeah. Mitrovic, even if he starts a game, he, he finds himself with one or two chances and tends to fluff them anyway. Yeah. I know he went, he scored a couple at Norwich, and he's uh, scored against the Magnus, but. We've been burned too many times by starting them. Yeah. So I'd absolutely. The way there. The big, the two biggest miss, and I like them both as players, but yeah. the two biggest miss of the season are Mitrovic and Perez. Yeah. You know, people think they should start. That. You think of how many minutes between them they've played and how much they've actually and how little contributed. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. they're absolutely Papi Cissé can start. Ben, ben, what do you think about Cissé? Do you do you feel the same way as we do? And also, do you think that these people, you know, fucking twenty five minutes in when he miscontrols the ball, people start trapping Metro? Do they also piss you off? Or yeah, on their side, um, he was he was yeah he was doing me head in with some of his touches. Like some of them were just ridiculous. Like the ball bouncing off him yard like a good couple of yards. It was like watching Sherlock again. But um, I think it works. Like if only it looks like. Um, I trust Rafael, like he knows what he's doing. She says, um, does a, I think he does a lot of sort of donkey work in that he's willing to chase chase the ball and he doesn't seem to knacker himself as much as Mitrovic does. Like when Mitrovic plays a full game, he's doing so much work just running side to side, trying to win balls in the air and closing people down. Whereas I think she says probably a bit more intelligent with his, his energy, like he doesn't chase lost causes where I think Mitrovic just obviously buzzing. Um, to be in the team like will waste a lot of energy doing stuff doesn't he and 
I think he's obviously he's still a young lad. He's what twenty, twenty one. Like he's gonna grow up to be a, a great player for him, but like it's a lot of pressure in his first season to, to be expecting him to come in and fulfil a role in a ter- like a bang average team until now. Yeah. Um, I feel like he's better, much better coming off the bench, like having an impact because he he's brilliant in the air um, and he gives. I think just the fact that he gives the crowd a lift when he does come on for the last twenty minutes, like the atmosphere goes up and that will help the, the players. Um, and Cisse, as you say, is, is, while he's still scoring, I mean, he obviously took his goal well against Liverpool. I mean, he, he should have should have buried the other one. I, I disagree with you on that. I think he should have scored it. But um, I, I think he, he, he's got a role to play in the team. And I feel like he's better off um, starting the game than... And, and sort of he doesn't have as big an impact when he comes off the bench. Uh, whereas I think Mitrovic, on the other hand, is much better. Like, it does have a big impact when he comes off the bench. So I'd definitely keep the way it is. Perez, I think... Probably just needs needs dropping and just left to sort of <laughs> figure out um, what what he needs to do to improve his game because at the minute he's he's not going to be playing as the support striker which is the only position he can play um, and he you, you just feel like he's he doesn't really have a role in the, in this team at the minute I, I think he's not quick enough to he can't play wide left or wide yeah, right he's not he's not got the pace to yeah. sort of get down the wings he doesn't. Sort of link up well enough with with uh, the sort of strikers. I don't feel like he's got chemistry there, which is something that they can obviously work on in the, the off season, and, and hopefully he'll have a uh, part to play before uh, sorry next season. But um, I just think for now he's probably best off just being left out of the team while we don't need him, and uh, just sort of let let him go and work work on the training ground. Yeah, Mitrovic uh, one for the future though. Eight in twenty one starts for Mitrovic, which is not bad considering how shit we are. CSA three and twelve, which again is like, you know, not the best. But uh, I know who I'd start, and it's, you know, I'll just read out a couple of tweets from uh, from earlier on. And, uh, everyone's entitled to opinion, and I appreciate everyone gets in touch. It's good to talk about um, Chris Gibson. Cheers, Chris. Uh, at Chris was ten, saying Papi uh, still start against Palace, given he scored, which I don't agree with. I think he'd start even if he didn't score. But let's be honest, he spends more time on his arse and has a touch like Bambi. At least Mitrovic has strength to give defenders a rough time. I, I disagree with that. I don't know what that means. Look at, look at the Southampton game. Look at the, all the games Mitrovic has started. He doesn't worry defenders. He worries defenders coming on after 60 when they're tiring and he's fresh. doesn't worry defenders. He, Mitrovic spent all his time down, feigning an injury, sulking when he's not getting free kicks. And Cissé just gets on with it. Cissé, yeah, frustrating at times, but he's got to start for me. We can't, he's not going to change the team. I think that was the first time in over a hundred games managed. Yeah, that that Raf has not changed the team. <laughs> he's the real tinker man. So he's obviously found this team. Hopefully, Perez will <laughs> get changed for Wijnaldum because so he's obviously a fan of this team. I don't know that I'd put Wijnaldum in for Perez. No, no, but there's got to be a better option. Surely, I mean, there's Aaron's, but like just the, the issue I've got with Wijnaldum is you can't you can't play him with Paul Dummett like he just won't do his leg work for him which he needs like do you reckon Perez does though because I don't see Perez no, 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 I'm not, I just said <laughs> I think Perez needs dropping yeah. but yeah, I think he's got to try somebody else like he's tried both of them fair enough bring Wijnaldum off the bench for the last 20 when if we're chasing a game and you, you want to have a bit of impetus come forward I mean he should have scored against Man City coming off the bench um, and he looked dangerous I thought again like he had a couple of decent sort of opportunities on um, he played well when he on came on the, I thought. against Liverpool um, I just feel I feel like he's another player that's good to come off the bench 
when, as I say, when, you, when you're chasing a game, like he doesn't have to worry about his defensive work so much. But if you put him for 60 minutes, we'll get absolute torn shreds just because he's not going to... He's not I, 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 I think, I think, think works, think, He doesn't work hard enough. He doesn't. He hasn't for a long time. But I think the fact that he's actually been dropped, he might... You know, you might kick him into gear a bit. I, don't know. Think I think he's not. He's only been dropped for a couple of games. Like that's not a real no, message. I would. Him. I would start him. Heather. If it was up to pe- between Perez oh, and Winyard, which it is realistically, uh, it shouldn't be. But it, well, it is like get, get Billy Townsend over on the left and get uh, you lot, Gab, Gabby you, over Tanner. Yeah, you lot swap Townsend because he's what swap Townsend. Was that two assists there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. two uh, assists. No, one. It was um, Anita, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got an assist there. Scored against Southampton. Scored. So he's not his, his output is too big yeah, from a changer. But let's look at the negatives for a second for against Palace. Anita is getting a lot of praise, rightly so, and he seems to be really putting the graft in. But, but two players he's, he's faced last couple of games when he's picked up a lot of praise and played well. A golden assist or Fabian Delph on the left, who just didn't in, play. In there, but just didn't play there. Just pied it like. So he basically just had Kolarov to worry about yeah, all game. Kolarov caused him a lot of trouble. Yeah, he did, to be <laughs> and fair. then um, and that was without any decent player overlapping. Or plus, you had Lallana who had a good game, but again, constantly trying to drift inside. He probably got taken off because Klopp was like, "Fuck this! I'm going to stick a player on who's actually going to stay on the left wing," which he did in that Ojo kid who's a proper left winger. You mean right? Right. right sorry, yeah, right winger. And, and he, Lallana scored his goal, cutting in. So I worry. I don't know which. I don't know where Zaha and Balassi play. I don't know who plays what side, but yeah, or if it's interchangeable. Either, either one of yeah. them. I really worry, and if Daryl Yamas fit, and that was one of the questions Jack Talbot asked were, and we're going to go through them a couple of them later. He said, "Would you bring Yamas in?" Absolutely. Yeah. Like I wouldn't even dream. And I'd, I'm, if Yamas not fit, I'm comfortable with Nita, and he's done really well. But this Yamas hatred amongst Newcastle fans, very few goals have come down Yamas' flank this season. Um, he's a good player he's a good right back I know people dislike him strongly for some reason and think he's a bottler and all this kind of stuff I don't think he is particularly um, I think he you know I think I think Yamat's got to start and I think we've got a much better chance of winning how do you think Sai as well as the road note about how do you think we'll play it do you think we'll play the same kind of defensive possession seeding game like we've done the last three games which has brought up points and do you think it will basically play like the away team considering Palace's uh, preference for counter-attacking football uh, <laughs> very deep-seated question I, I mean he's got to be looking but hell he did the buzzword I missed out here or something <laughs> <laughs> you have missed out because you're 40 minutes late <laughs> <laughs> magic word envelope um, I don't know like I think I think if he is going to change it up, if he's got a, a better defender, it is disposable. It's not like well, our defensive record's been great in all of these games, apart from Swansea. You know, we're still conceding a lot of early goals. We're still making silly mistakes. We're playing good teams. It's, yeah, yeah, I know, but I know, but if we're going to put a proper international fullback in instead of what we've currently yeah. got, then you absolutely would. I'd be tempted maybe to give Anita a girl left back nah, and take Paul Dummett out. He's not going to do that. No. He needed a left back. You're mad. Did you not sorry, see the Norwich game? Have you seen the games he played left back? I know, but I know, he's, he's, he, has, he has had two really good games. It's so right harsh back. to drop him. I know, right yeah. Back. Okay, maybe put Yamat left back then. I'd, I wouldn't. If, <laughs> if Yamat's available, I wouldn't not so play him. I don't think shoehorn and Vernon and Ida into this side <laughs> is the solution to any of our problems. It's, but he's not going to drop he's him. He's played well. He might drop him. I reckon. Shall I have a look if Yamat's going to be playing left wing? That's that's, yeah. really, that's the solution. <laughs> I bet there's like a one percent chance of Yamat playing in this conversation. is utterly pointless. I thought you'd ask how we're going to play against Palace. Yeah. Or anything about Yamat? 
You well, just got an answer. You put the whole introduction to that question was about young man. You spent ten minutes introducing the young man part. Oh, right. and then, so it was a different question. Yeah, and then ask you about how you think we'll face Palace. Um, answer that one. I don't. I, I think. Do you think we'll have a real fucking go at them, or do you think we'll play like the away team like we've done last three games? Um, no, I think we'll have a go at them. I think um, Palace concede a lot of goals. Um, Benitez will be aware of that. Sitting back and letting them. Dor- th- Dor- sorry, Doriama on a physio room, which is pretty good. No return date, so he's, yeah. he's out for the season. No chance. Same with Colchini. Um, well, that interrupted what I was saying. Where was that, Ben? You were saying we're going to have a go at them. You were saying, <laughs> you were saying we're going to have a go at them. Well, we've got to have a go at them. If we just sit back and try and absorb pressure again with Balassi, Zaha against, as you've rightly said, Dummett and Anita, likely fullbacks, we'll just concede goals, so we might as well just fucking go at them. What, like, we've got nothing to gain from trying to absorb pressure against the Crystal Palace team, who have been shit this whole year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all right on, the, um, on Sunday in the FA Cup. A couple of decent goals, but... Um, you know that'll be in the back of the mind again you know they've got the cup they're pretty much safe of relegation it's a Pardew team Pardew's terrible terrible at dead rubbers he doesn't win games unless it's absolutely necessary in the league so I don't think you'll have them fired up I don't think you'll have them motivated if we get at them straight away I think we'll get early goals so absolutely change of change of approach how much problems is equalised Live goals as they go in. Yeah, um, I, I, I disagree, side, but I, I hope you're right because I'll enjoy the game a lot more. But um, I think I think that he knows the formula now. This team know how to play. We'll be we'll press we'll press them hard in our part of the pitch and see how do a lot of running about and we'll try and score. We'll, particularly from set pieces, I think. Um, and we'll you know like Townsend will probably give him a bit of license and Sissoko as well. But I think we'll see a lot more of like Man City at home. Uh, type of performance than enough, you know, getting at half time in the game 1 0 up, hopefully, and then we'll have a real go at them. Like Swansea, I suppose, last 10 minutes, what a real go at Swansea, and obviously picked up a couple of goals. Yeah. Um, but I think Raf has probably found his um, found this way, he thinks he can get the most out of the team now. Just remembering the mental twice, I think it happened, where we played some sort of corner routine, give the ball <laughs> the fault of it on the edge of the yeah. box. Somehow we had a corner with all our players in the box and five seconds later Paul Dummett was facing his own goal with the ball. <laughs> when Liverpool can't defend the crosses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was annoying. Ben, well, well remembered. Um, I don't know why that came to us there. It was just the, the, the set piece. Uh, I, wanted, I want to talk a little bit about, about Jurgen Klopp um, and other managers. Pellegrini is the same. Making excuses, but Klopp was absolutely gutted after the game. So you know, I think he was Liverpool wanted to continue their own fantastic run, and you know, he said Newcastle were a well-rested team. Well, I don't think the performance we put in against City was anywhere near as laid back and piss easy as the one Liverpool had to put in against Everton. You know, he was able to drop Lucas um, Sago <laughs> um, and Coutinho from the squad just because he fancied it. Where we 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 just playing everyone we've got. Um, who, who was going to get a game um, and I don't know I just, I just felt a little bit I really like Jurgen Klopp I love his football I love the way he's doing things in Liverpool and very open and honest but I just thought he was a bit disingenuous after the game saying that you know sometimes basically shit happens and Newcastle didn't really offer anything I, I thought we were in that game apart from the last 15 minutes of the first half I thought we were never out of the game and I don't know I just thought he was a little bit and Pellegrini was the same a little bit yeah Newcastle tried really hard don't know why they're in relegation zone and all this kind of stuff kind of blaming the blaming us 
I know this sounds obvious, blaming us for his side not winning, not for having any kind of quality or deserving anything, but for like, well, they only had two shots, we, we should have smashed them type of thing. I, I think it was um, a bit harsh. And I think if we stay up next season, we can easily, we've, we've proven we can easily take points out of these, out of these games. And I suppose the overall point is, under Rafa, the only way you go to Liverpool or any top side on a run like they're on is doing what you're doing defend well take it from there if you concede a couple of goals you concede a couple of goals and take your chances and what a, you know compare that to fucking Crystal Palace away earlier this season in the McLaren which has been beaten disgracefully 3-0 by Leicester the previous week and he was like right we're going to right go at them well that was all well and good but we conceded five goals for four, 4-1 one, and like we didn't get anyone behind the ball. We didn't make them work hard. We didn't. In Liverpool tr- like threw everything at You think the biggest difference for me was is or has always been uh, the fact that when we do go behind, you don't suddenly see Sissoko popping up on the left wing on the right. Yeah. You don't see players suddenly moving all over the pitch. You make one change, Perez like like for like Perez for Wijnaldum, but the team. He's, he, you know, he has faith in the in the formation and team he's picked. He doesn't just go, "Oh, this isn't working. Change it. This isn't working. Change it." He goes, "You know what? This is what we've set up to do. This is what we've practiced. If we concede a goal, yeah, take it on the chin. But we're still, you know, we still know what our jobs are here, and it works. And you see, it kind of progresses in every game. Even if we have a bit of a blip, even if we have a bit of a, a period where we don't have much of the ball, everyone's still doing their jobs. Everyone still understands what they're doing. They're not being chucked all over the pitch. So Circus had his best four or five games in a row now." Where he's just been given a position to play and playing it, uh, whereas McLaren would have gone right. Sissoko is our only good player. Uh, Sissoko up front, Sissoko left wing. Pass the ball to Sissoko. With McLaren, it's like right, get the ball to Sissoko a lot, but also everyone support everyone get round him, link up with him, and play football. There's such a huge difference. Just going back to what I was saying, because that's a totally different, unrelated point. No, um, is that you know. McLaren and Palace at the time Palace the top four but that doesn't really count but if you look at Man City away you look at Chelsea away I get the feeling that's how Pellegrini and Klopp think that Newcastle are supposed to come and play and get beat 5-6-1 and six, one, and they're almost offended when we turn up and yeah. take points off them and Steve McLaren I, I don't know what I'm getting at here but it's, <laughs> it's but it, well I do know what I'm getting at but it's almost like it's almost like he had an ego as a coach like he was unable to go away from home and set a team up like Benitez does and make the team and train and not work on attack and play or possession based fucking possession based football with this team like can you believe the start of the season we had <laughs> it's like he was he was, he thought it was beneath him when it was anything but like and I just that's what I like about Benitez Benitez has fucking won everything he has won everything and he's 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 like we're going to set up 10 players not a not in a Sunderland-esque fashion um, of like you know we're just going to sit in our own half and we're going to sit deep and you're going to come to us and want to counter attack it's like no you want to you want to play the ball in our half you're going to get closed down we're going to press here we're going to try and retain position we're going to pass the ball but obviously we're going to we're going to keep our shape we're going to not provide you space in midfield and that, there's a difference between the shite managers of the Premier League the Allardyces and the Pulises compared to what Benitez does and what Benitez does and what the players are doing is much more difficult and complex um, and you've got to be a better footballer and more intelligent footballer to understand that which is possibly why he, he picks Perez because maybe he understands this this kind of policy with shape but with McLaren it was I don't know I just think he's a, he's a more arrogant bloke than we give him credit for and to be, to be honest with you the, to the start of the season we had and the fixtures were hard to try and implement fucking total football like with with Vernon at the centre of it it just, just, just suggests and proves Yet again, what a mental, farcical decision it was to appoint that man as manager. 
Um, but if McLaren hadn't been appointed, we wouldn't have Rafa. So, you know, every cloud. Ben, moving on, Sunderland Arsenal. We kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but I want to let you have your say. I kind of said aside, it was a totally different point for Sunderland because Man City and Liverpool were both good, but they didn't do anything wrong. They're both flying, whereas an Arsenal team, low on confidence, turned up in Sunderland and did. Well, how would you describe what Arsenal did yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd probably play Yamat right back. Um, hey. <laughs> nah, I think uh, Giroud's the worst footballer in the world. Wow. He's got one goal night in games. Like, that's kind of bad for a team that like, scores loads of goals like he, Arsenal. He just, every run is away from the box. Yeah. Like, just in a, like, if if you ask the defenders, like, where would you, like, be least worried about a striker running to? Giroud makes the run every time. <laughs> and it's just like, they're t- they're, all of them they're scared to shoot like no, they're like just trying to pass everything in and it was just oh it was the most frustrating game of football I've, I've seen in a long time just it it was like that ticky tacky football but without any end product and it was just a, a disgrace like Sunderland were there for the taking like as bad as Arsenal were they still should have smashed them like could have smashed them 3-4-0 yeah. like if not more um, and it was just oh it was a, a disgrace like even Sanchez was crap like and he's been their sort of the one star player I think this year Ozil just is too inconsistent just goes missing in games how he's got a nomination for player of the year like he's he's just not influential enough um, for, for how much credit he gets yeah he get he got a lot of assists but like that was when they were all confident and playing playing really well when they're, they're not when, when they need to be dominating teams like he goes missing when when if, if, pe- if people aren't um, sort of at it I thought Ramsey was shocking like just an awful, awful performance from everyone. One, one to eleven. Even Czech. I mean, I'll, I'll have a pop of Czech. He was bloody making things look like a meal. Um, <laughs> Murder <Mid-Saga. laughs> making a meal of things. Making Murder Saka though. Oh, how is he still playing football? Like just an awful, awful player. Without <laughs> playing eleven, do you think this? Are you worried? Or do you think that this Sunderland are going to get the same from every team they play from the Stoke? Oh, come on, nah. Stoke have conceded twelve goals in three games, man. Aye, but they're playing Sunderland. Sunderland won't score. All the, all the kind of cliches about like teams being on the beach already, and that it's true. They've they've propped up high. Look at Swansea. I know, like we we gave them a good game, but they they weren't very good, and they got worse against Leicester yesterday. They're just absolutely rubbish. Like. Teams that have nothing to play for are much easier to play against in April and May, and I've, this is why I think Macrams will get six or seven points now. They don't have goals in them. I'm not not having it. I, was gonna, it, I, 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 I don't think, think, I think, I think they've got draws in them. And I don't think they're winning a game. Stoke, right? Stoke, because they've been so bad, it's almost like they're gonna have their their fans will and Hughes will not put up with them turning up against fucking Sunderland. I mean, Hughes made Man City second second game being four 0 didn't watch a match obviously because we're watching what Rangers oh. <laughs> we're at the pub in Everton just outside Everton's ground Alloa Alloa expecting it to be full then we forgot all of Everton was it Wembley <laughs> um, so we watch sat with fish and chips in the pub watching Rangers Alloa thinking <laughs> do you reckon we'll put the Man City game on but no um, away but, days eh bloody love them I but I think I think Stoke will do, but I think I think Sunderland have got loads more draws than them. Allardyce has set them up so much. Allardyce's first port of call is not lose a game fair four 0 and you you can only do that by being as compact and tight as they are. Um, 
up until 45 minutes. So the first half of the games, I mean, Sunderland haven't come from behind have they, this season to win a game. No. Um, and it's it's almost, it, they're due to concede first, but it's almost like they're due to, so you can think, Stoke fucking beat them, Stoke beat them, and we beat Palace, what, were two points out of them? Yeah. And they've got a game in hand. Yeah. The following week, say say the draw against Chelsea, and that's that's a good result, a draw against Chelsea, and we beat Vile. They won't get a draw against Chelsea. <laughs> we were, what, five points ahead of them, and they've got a game in hand? Big that, isn't it? And then you start, I'm starting to believe now. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, oh, it's, well, it's what, what do you mean? Believe it's happening. <laughs> if, They're not getting anything from Chelsea. the story in that we win every game and they don't, and then you suddenly start to believe it's funny that it's Yeah, but then, I mean, then we're five points behind with a game in hand. I'm still not having it. Like, Stoke, Stoke will turn up and smash the man. They've got a score to settle after the embarrassment earlier this season. 12 and 3 season. West Brom. Look at West Brom tonight. Tottenham play, got everything to play for. Yeah, West Brom West got, got absolutely nothing. On the radio, they were saying that Tottenham were just absolutely battering them. And that's that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. It's 1 1, mate. <laughs> Stoke, Stoke, Stoke will turn up and they'll do the Macrams because the Macrams are terrible. They've got absolutely nothing. Obviously, I hope you're right. But they've, they've, got, they've got enough quality in that team that have just been like coasting. And the problem is, they've. They've not. I mean, they've not. The, the games have been battered. I mean, Spurs were, were really good the other night. Uh, and then obviously we didn't see the Man City one, but I assume Man City have been in really good form. Like, oh, they've been great for Man City. Exactly. Yeah. Like we 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 had to put in a hell of a performance to get anything out of that. Um, All the big players. Exactly, yeah. and it's like they've, they've got everyone back. So you, you're saying they've considered 12 goals, but they've played like the informed teams. Now well, come about Sunderland. 15 shots tonight. <laughs> it's kind of not only three on target, but 15 Spurs only had two on target. <laughs> Unbelievable. But um, it's just I, I can't see I don't see Sunderland winning the game. Not even Everton at home. No. What for away? No. <laughs> what about Norwich? No. Nothing. Norwich will be what for Everton. What for the die? You're, you're thinking Norwich are down. What Norwich are down? They're gone. You ready? They're, they're not getting anything. They're doing nothing. Man, man you know, Arsenal away. Sat the straight after our game. Yeah, won't happen. Um, and I mean, we that would be good for Everton. That's potentially good crack for us that night because if we win. The Magnums don't. We'll be up for that. We'll go and watch out on a few pints. But if we're lost or something, it will be all right. All right, I'll let's see his fucking next. September. Norwich, yeah. Norwich won't get any more points this season. <laughs> and Sunderland, I think, realistically, are looking at two, three points, maybe tops <laughs> from three draws, and then they'll get done off Chelsea. That's such an ideal. It's going to happen, man. It's going to happen. Don't even like kid yourself. <laughs> this is from you, halftime Saturday. <laughs> like the shouts. Fucking shite half time on Saturday, you fooling. Oh, I wish I hadn't fucking come. No, that you... was more. Well, that was the booze <laughs> and the fact that I'd spent, God knows, 45 minutes surrounded by the worst people in the world. <laughs> I was just in a bad mood. It was nothing to do with the pitch. What was going on on the pitch? The, um, the bloke behind me at the match, or behind us because he was with us in the second half, um, wouldn't stop singing the John Joe Shelby on song by himself. And it's like, mate, he's not fucking playing. Why, would, why do you want to get people singing a song for a player? Who's not even on the pitch, you idiot. <laughs> As opposed to the guy on the other side, like to our right, a few rows down, who was griefing John Joe Shelby yeah. in the warm up for not getting, like climbing over the hordens <laughs> and getting the ball out of the. Um... When we say he wasn't just going like Sherman, he was going absolutely. Shelby, like, good, absolutely mental at Shelby for, for not going to get the ball when we're like having a kick about. <laughs> at half time. Yeah. Like absolutely mental, Christ. just the, the the two sides. Some of the people want him follow Newcastle. Disgrace. Um, well, I think Ben just gave a pretty comprehensive answer to will Newcastle stay up? Um, for me, yes, because the Macam's only going to get one point. 
<laughs> I said two to three. Sorry. And Norwich, Norwich and aren't getting another point. And that's, key, and that's that's like giving them a like that's made being reasonable. Actually, with the handicap, that they'll they'll take so between Norwich and Norwich and Sunderland have got two points between them, <laughs> and we're going to win three. Well, they're remaining what? Oh, we're not going to win eight, well, eight games. We'll we'll beat we'll beat Palace and we'll beat uh, Villa, and then we'll probably get smashed off Spurs. But who cares? We'll be safe. Ah, we're we'll, 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 we'll party. We'll party. This weekend, um, we may as well talk about them. Um, I'm kind of thinking of me, my true faith match preview already in my head of just like saying, I hope Pardew doesn't get a negative reception. A couple of reasons. Number one, <laughs> number one, uh, number one, he did do a very good job for two years. Um, number two, there's no point. No, that's not what that's her fridge. Um, uh, number two, Newcastle. What's the point of looking back at the past? It, What's the point of kicking off? Let's, let's not make this occasion yeah. about Alan Pardew. Like, yeah. it, nobody cares anymore. There's so much more to worry about. There's so much more at stake. Alan Pardew is insignificant. And yeah. society, you're right. I hope no, there's not. But, oh, he gets a good reception just 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 like to prove that everyone's moved on and be yeah. like, fair enough. You know, you'll probably come out and do a little clap round like circle and circle clap like you used to do, and just like just get on with the game. And I hope. I hope he doesn't get the ball and get booed and it's just t- like you say it turns the story in Alan Pardew yeah. rather than the Bounty Castle under this manager who we've got now and the only, the only thing that's going to you, you can guarantee it's going to be another Cardiff <laughs> it's going to be de- very difficult because of the Jonas uh, situation oh, point. Yeah, yeah, he's going to get he's going to get torn apart as Pardew but you're right I, I, I hope he doesn't if he gets a bit of stick give him a bit of stick before kick-off then just focus on the game like let's not sing about Pardew until half time Looks like uh, Leicester only seven points clear with three to play. So if they win at Man U, the champions. That's to lose in it. We we'll want Man U to win because against Leicester because they play Norwich the week after. So you don't want them going into that off the back of a beating at home. You want them. With, you want Man U with a chance of qualifying for Champions League against Norwich. Um, Arsenal play City when Man United uh, play Norwich. Not at the same time, but um, same weekend. So it is on for them. So. Especially after that shite from Arsenal. I've always been a fan, Louis. I've always stuck by you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you pull out of the bag, that'd be much appreciated. But I think that's it, lads. Unless there's, unless there's anything else you want to say. That's it. Oh, we've got more questions to go through. If you ever want us to answer any questions about anything, uh, just not be about football. <laughs> uh, all got a wealth of life experience. Uh, you know, send them in at TF Weekly Pod. If we turn into some like Agony Ant column here or something. For a small fee, Ben. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be willing to do that so Jack at Jack Talbot sent if you would answered the Yanmat question would absolutely start Yanmat uh, Sai would fucking shoehorn Anita in at like a sweeper <laughs> or something um, has Ginny earned a start yet has he shown a lack of care or lack of confidence both lack of care of, lack of confidence and yeah I think he starts ahead of Perez he's for not that working hard enough for, to start I think he's not been my, my part was him before he's, he's only been dropped for like one, one two games I think two games in it yeah, like it's not enough of a like a lesson. Like I think he needs being taught, like put in his place. Oh, like, he's got we've a, got three games I know, left. I was though, like, say lessons aren't really there. No, no, but it is in like if if he comes straight back in now and he's just not. He, I don't think he was like working that hard uh, against Liverpool. Like he needs to know. Like he needs to graft in the, for the team. Uh, he knows now he can be dropped again. No. So you're yeah. coming to this game on on Saturday with Palace. But he'll have to try. Point approved. Jack also says any posit- positives. From us getting relegated, then Rafa stays question mark. Well, I don't think Rafa will stay. I'd rather go down with Benitez than stay without him. 
to think that the club in three years' time would be in a far better position yeah. than the team would be. Um, the only positive about going down, I mean, going down this season is such a nightmare for the TV money. TV money with TV money like doubles next season. So yeah. coming back up from the championship, it'll be like it was five, ten years ago when the clubs in the championship just went straight back down. That's how hard it's going to be. Did um, I'm sure I heard someone recently saying as well the parachute payments are. Um, either stopping or they're the, reducing them. No, they, what they are is they're going up, but nowhere, not, not nowhere near in yeah. proportion as the, the rest. The stain in the league gets right. you. It's just an absolute nightmare. No, the only positives you, about going down on Saturday three o'clock. If you've been in the Premier League only one year, you only get is it one year's worth of parachute payments. Whereas if you've been in for a stint, you for get a few you years. get the full three years. So you can't just come up and do a black uh, Blackpool yeah. mm-hmm. when they came up and just literally pocketed everything, <laughs> took the relegation, and all, 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 the, all the parachute payments, just Disgrace. an absolute dream. So you can't do that anymore. What a disgrace. True Faith with your podcast, thanks for everybody who's listened. We'll be back on Friday with the radio show. and. Mm-hmm. We will get in touch uh, at TF Weekly Pod as usual. And thanks to related Ben, turned up eventually and Si. I think you were only about 30 minutes late, so well done. <laughs> uh, and come on, we'll beat Palace, we'll stay up. Bye. Right, Game of Thrones. Yeah. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming. And his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.